Before we go to your questions and so on and so forth, uh, I'm going to ask Hikmat uh, to take a pan of the outside, take a view of the outside. Yeah, just to show you what it looks like in winter, the whole lake is frozen solid. Uh, the trees are, they look completely dead, not a single leaf on any of the trees. The reason I'm saying this is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this as one of the signs where he said Yuhil Arda Ba'da Mawtiha that Allah revives and makes alive the earth after it has died. Now you see the apparent death of the earth in different ways in this this country, countries like this you see it in the winter. Uh, in other tropical countries you see it in the summer. Uh, where um, in India, for example, the, the summer uh, when there is no rain, uh, you have the same 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 situation, same scene. With the trees, all the leaves are fallen, uh, deciduous trees, and the ground is literally the earth is. It looks like a jigsaw puzzle. It's completely split uh, because of the heat. Total moisture is gone, and it's hard, like here. Uh, in the winter, the ground is like stone. There also, the ground is stone. And then the rain comes, and everything is green. Everything is absolutely fabulously green. I was in Botswana in the Okavango Delta, and uh, I had to remind myself that I'm I'm in the Okavango Delta on a boat, and I'm seeing hippos, I'm seeing crocodiles, I'm seeing lots of islands. Uh, birds and animals of all kinds on the islands and I have to remind myself that in the summer that whole delta becomes completely dry there's not a drop of water everything sinks into the earth until the following cycle when again it rains in the mountains and the river flows again and it floods the delta and again, it's completely green. I mean, I didn't, I, mean, I haven't seen the whole cycle. Obviously, you have to live there for the whole year to see it, but it's incredible. I mean, it's uh, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's khudrat and how Allah shows this. Now, in this context here in the winter, for me, one of my greatest inspirations is small birds. Now, in this winter, this, this winter we had. Uh, not today, today is uh, warm, but otherwise uh, we had temperatures here of uh, this winter, the lowest it went to was uh, 10 below zero in the Celsius. Um, in those, in that cold, you have the tiny little birds, the northern cardinals, the black-capped chickadees, uh, and all sorts of very tiny birds. The reason I'm mentioning the bird is because there is a hadith of Rasulullah where he said that the hearts of the people of Jannah will be like the hearts of birds. Right? Now, obviously, it doesn't mean anatomically, but what is the meaning of the heart of the bird? Um, my understanding from what I know of birds, one of the 
most inspirational things for me when I think about birds is their resilience to come back from within quotes defeat to come back from loss and I've seen this happen I've seen this happen there is a nesting box just outside my uh, my study uh, where sparrows had uh, built a nest and they had uh, they laid eggs and they were raising uh, there were three chicks in that nesting box and somehow blue jays got wind of that and sure enough I mean I did my best to try to protect it but sure enough in a period of about a week or so they killed all the chicks the blue jays are almost predatory so they pick the chicks out and get, get them out now imagine if you look at it from a human perspective, here is a couple, husband and wife, who have three children, and all the three children were killed by the within quotes enemy, in this case the blue jay. What do the sparrows do? They go back, they rebuild the nest, they lay some more eggs, they raise some more chicks. And those chicks also went, four of them. So when the nest of a bird is broken, the bird doesn't go into depression, doesn't commit suicide doesn't go to the PC and say, give me some Prozac. No. Resilience. Come back. How many times? As long as it takes. As many times as it takes. So, resilience. Second thing is, as we know from another hadith, where Rasulullah said, he said, be like a bird which leaves its nest in the morning empty with an empty belly and returns in the evening with a belly full. Now that teaches two very critical lessons. Number one lesson is with regard to sabr, with regard to the Islamic understanding of patience. Uh, the usual understanding of patience uh, or sabr is to do nothing. Just sit. Okay? People say, I have sabr. What do you mean I have sabr? Do nothing. This is not the Islamic interpretation. Islamic interpretation is to do your best. Make the maximum effort and trust in Allah. And we know this, the, the most beautiful uh, illustration of that from the Sirah is the Battle of Badr. What Rasulullah did. He did everything possible and then he stood and he made dua and he said, Oh Allah, if these are finished, then there will be nobody to worship you on the earth. But he made the dua after making all the effort. After going to the battlefield of Madinah, he did not make this dua sitting in Madinah. He could have done. He didn't. He went there, he took all precautions, he did all the preparations and then he made the dua. So we learn some of them. The second thing we learn is tawakkul, which is trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah feeds the bird but not in the nest. Allah feeds the bird not in the nest. Food doesn't come to the bird in the nest. The adult bird has to go out searching for food. So when the adult bird is going out to search for food, the bird is sure that it will find food and it finds food. Imagine in this winter and um, today, this, this time it went down to minus 10. We don't know what it will happen. Last year, it went down to minus 20. In Calgary, in, in uh, Canada, this year it went down to minus 40 Celsius. Minus 40. But birds are alive. Birds live. 
So they survive and they do, and they that's the goal on complete and total faith and trust in Allah. Do what you need to do, but no stress, no getting worried, no thinking. Oh, what will happen? No, Alhamdulillah, I do my best and I have faith and trust in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And final point: the bird goes out every morning. It finds food. It comes back with a with a full belly, but the bird does not stockpile food for the next day, or the next month, or the next year. Right? If you look at it today, the primary cause of human stress from the angle of livelihood has to do with stockpiling. It's nothing to do with today's food. Nobody who is you know. Going into depression or getting freaked out is getting freaked out because he doesn't have a meal now. He see what will happen. He is thinking, what will happen tomorrow? What will happen if the market collapses? What will happen if there is a if there is a war? What will happen if this? What will happen if that? Right? Nobody is worried about. What about lunch? Yeah, of course, lunch is there. Do you know whether you will be alive after lunch? Maybe it is destined for you that you will be dead before Salat Rasul. That doesn't matter if there is a war. Let, who cares? Let there be a war. Market collapses, land collapse. I am not there. We don't think like this. This is the, the the cause for stress is not what is happening now. The cause for stress is what we choose to load onto ourselves with respect to what we. Project our ideas of what might happen, and if you think about that, if I'm purely in the in the business of projecting ideas, then in theory, technically, I have the possibility of projecting positive images and negative images. But what happens generally? Only negative. We don't think positive. Both are equal. You might say, well, you know, what's the point? How likely? Well, how likely is this? Exact same likelihood. There's no likelihood. It's all in my head. So I'm saying, if, even if I want to go down that route, which is not a great place to go, stay here. You're much better off because present is what we have. The future we don't know. May never have. The past is gone. What what whatever it was was good. Alhamdulillah. Was bad. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> it's over. Not coming back. Only thing we have is here, and that's the heart of the bird. Here. The bird is not thinking. What about tomorrow? Winter is coming. This, this, no. Even when I mean, squirrels stockpile. Not birds. They trust. Talk about it. Right. So maybe other things, but I think this is enough for today. But Alhamdulillah, we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to make us among the people of Jannah who will have. Hearts like this in Jannah, but the same kind of hearts here. Because imagine a heart which is full of tawakkul, which is full of trust, which is full of resilience and courage, right? Which is full of sabr in the true sense of effort. That's a nice place to be. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for that for our lives here, and inshallah, yeah. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.